0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100 Yards of Football, Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer, Logan Landers, and join me to talk about this NCAA Week 9 matchup between the Oregon Ducks and the Utah Utes. As always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner. How you doing, sir? Hey, man. How you doing today? I am doing tremendous, Vincent. Going to be talking some great college football with you, as always. But before we get into the show, if you enjoyed the episode here today, ladies and gentlemen, please give us a like, a comment, and be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, either on our Facebook or YouTube channel. And if you enjoyed podcast, well, you are in luck because we have a podcast that comes out each and every single week with audio versions of the shows you're watching here. So we can go over there and check this out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iTunes, wherever it, you, wherever it is you enjoy listening to your shows. Well, let's get into this one, Vincent. Good match up here. Oregon Ducks ranked number eight in the country and the Utah Utes number 13. Let's kick things off with Oregon talk about what they've been up to this season and how they can get this win and who some of their key players are going to be. So, Oregon comes into this matchup with a 6 and 1 record. That one loss coming to uh, the Washington Huskies, 36 33. Close matchup in that one. And the man at the forefront of this Oregon team is the one and only Bo Nicks, the guy who a lot of people wrote off coming into, you know, whenever he transferred over to Oregon. And now he has had a very, very solid year. A lot of people are putting him in some Heisman watch lists. And, I mean, rightfully so. If you look at what he's done this year, thrown the ball for over 2,000 yards, a 78% completion percentage, which is just insane. He's got 19 touchdowns on the year, only one interception. He's only been sacked four times, credit to his offensive line. Just been playing out of his mind in the football field as the quarterback for this Oregon Ducks team. We go to the rushing game. You do have still some really solid players there, like, of course, Bucky Irving, got Jordan James, Noah Whittington. All those gentlemen are all going to be doing some good work for this Oregon team. When you look at Jordan James, eight touchdowns. Irving's got seven. Whittington's got two. They've got 21 touchdowns on the ground. They're able to run the ball with the best of them. Receiving game, you've got Troy Franklin, Tez Johnson, Terrace Ferguson, Gary Bryant, Jr., All those guys putting in good work. Troy Franklin's got eight touchdowns on the year leading his squad, as well as 768 yards with 44 grabs. So their offense, we know what they've been able to do this year, how many points they've been able to put up, and just the sheer amount of yards. They've got 553 yards in total yards this year. So we know their offense is never going to be one to slouch. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball, though. And who they've got over there, who are some dogs they've got? You got Ty Sheen Johnson with 39 tackles, Evan Williams right behind him with 38. Leading your team in sacks, you got Brandon Dorless. He's got four. Evan Williams has got three and a half. They've got 25 sacks as a team. They can get to your quarterback in a hurry. Passes defended, they're also no slouch with that either. Nico Reeds, he's got five on the year. They've got 30 passes defended and they've got five interceptions. So they are just able to get up there and get it rolling in the backfield. I mean, this is honestly a really good team, Vincent. If it wasn't for that one loss to Washington a few weeks ago, I mean, this is honestly a very good team, and this is a really much-needed win for Oregon. Pac-12 title implications on the line in this one. you got to believe it. So I think the Oregon Ducks got a very, very good roster. What's your thoughts on Oregon, Mr. Turner? I'm
0: going to say this about the Oregon Ducks. Let's go back a couple of weeks ago when he was playing the Washington Huskies. If it wouldn't been for their field goal kicker missing that field goal at the end of the game, they could have took that game in overtime and could have beat Washington. We could be talking about a team ranked rank right now in the top five. They're one of the best teams in the country, Logan. It's, it's very simple. I know Dan Lanning, with his pregame speech when they played Colorado, seemingly kind of moved and kind of upset some of the Colorado fans because he said this major comment, we're playing for wins, not for clicks. I tell you something, the young man has got a good football team, one of the best in the country. Bo Nix. It's very, very hard for me to believe that he's playing at this highest level. When he was at Auburn, he came under a lot of scrutiny. He was really ran out on the planes that they say down at Auburn, Alabama. Man. When you're talking about and trophy right now with Kayla Williams losing, playing quarterback for USC and losing to Utah last week, you got to put Bo Nix as one of the top three guys that's going to be in New York at the end of the season. Last week against Washington State, he was flawless, 293 yards, two touchdowns. Bucky Irvin is one of the top running backs in the country. It's good that you got a running back that is good as Bucky Irvin. He had 129 yards last week against Washington State. But the thing that makes me very, very proud, and I gotta give Bo Nix credit. Bo Nix left Auburn, and a lot of people said he wouldn't have been out, he wouldn't even be drafted in the draft. Now, after what, almost two years in the Oregon system, yes, you sir. gotta think the guy is gonna be an early second round pick or possibly end of the first round. He has played really well in the Oregon offense. When you think about them right now at this point, quack, 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 explosion. 192 first downs, 42 touchdowns, 47 points a game, 3,861 yards total offense, and averaging 225 yards rushing, which is six in the country. Bo Nix has brought the Alabama love of his home state out to Oregon, and the Ducks are quack, quacking out there.
1: Oh yes, sir, you're right about that. But let's talk about their opponents this week with the Utah and what they've been up to, how they've been doing. Once again, six and one on the season so far. They've looked good. Only loss on the year came to Oregon State, that loss being 21 to 7. But other than that, they've came back after that loss. They've rallied, got 34 14 against Cal. And then last week, the big upset Vincent beat USC, the Trojans. Late game field goal, 34-32 in a a big, big upset. But when you look at this Utah team, they're still not getting a whole lot of credit, Vincent. Obviously, we know that Cam Rising, who was going to be their star quarterback this year, he's not going to be getting on the field. So that pressure route is now going to be on Mr. Bryson Barnes. On the year, 633 yardage for the young man, four touchdowns, three interceptions, five sacks. I mean, it's nothing to write home about. You just have to have him if you want to win this game against... The Oregon Ducks just play a solid game. All in all, just keep the turnovers limited. But the real, the real bread and butter, I think, Vince, it comes with this running game. As we mentioned, that Oregon's got a good running game as well. But if they want to win this game, JaQuindon Jackson has to have a good performance. 450 yardage for the young man on 87 carries. We know what he's been up to as of late. He's been putting in good work. Jalen Glover behind him. He's been putting in good work as well as the backup. 250 for him, two touchdowns. They got 11 rushing touchdowns quietly on the year. And as a team for the receiving game, you've got guys like Mikey Matthews, Money Parks, tremendous name also there. But a guy who last week really stepped up, and that was uh, Sion Vaki. I mean, I don't know where this guy came from, Vincent. I don't know... (laughs) He came from out of nowhere, and he really helped uh, Utah get the win last week against USC. So a great showing from him. But when you look over at the defensive side for Utah, they've got to get things rolling. Like I said, they are tremendous when it comes to their rushing yards allowed. Only 78 on the season. That's where the big power struggle is going to come at, is can the Utah running defense stop the running attack? of the Oregon Ducks, it remains to be seen. Some guys you have on your defense who are putting in work, you've got Cole Bishop, your safety leading your squad in tackles with 35. In terms of sacks, you got Jonah Elliott, who, and 10 sacks on the year. I had to refresh my page, make sure I was looking at that right. Yeah, 10 sacks on the year for the young man. Logan Fano, your other defensive end, three and a half. All in all, they've got 25. They're rolling there the defender, they're doing a good job as well. 25 and seven INT. So like I said, Utah, they surprised me last week, Vincent. I didn't think I, I picked USC to get the win all in all. But man, they, they proved a lot of people wrong. And even with, you know, a lot of people saying their star quarterback is done for, a lot of people were writing them off. I mean, they really showed that this is a team that is gritty and that can get things done. How can Utah win this football game this Saturday?
0: I'm gonna say this about the Utah Utes. Um, we live down here and broadcast live out of the state of Georgia. We locally in the Metro Atlanta area. So we are really immune to SEC football. We see it in our faces day in and day out. We see the coaches in this conference and everybody talks about Kirby smart. Everybody talks about Nick Sabre and everybody talks about Josh Heupel, Jimbo Fisher, but I'm telling you this. We've been really sleeping on the young man out there in Utah, Mr. Kyle Willingham. If he hasn't been one of the top three college football coaches in the game in the last 10 years, I don't know who has. The man has done an outstanding job out there in Utah. I'm not saying he's over Kirby Smart in terms of getting my vote, but look what he's done, man. He has really maintained a program at a level of excellence at a program that really wasn't known for football anyway. Mm-hmm. The most famous person I know has came out of Utah that's played college. There's been Alex Smith and Jamal Anderson, former Atlanta Falcon, if you want to be truthful about it. But I've been very, very impressed of what he's done with that program and then losing his quarterback, Cam rising for the season. It's like the next man up in that program. And thinking about the big win last week over USC, he did it with a third-string quarterback, Mr. Bryson Bombs, who is out of the state of Utah, but it's a pig farm. Think about that. Third-string quarterback, those are 235 35 yards in that football game, but made the key play in the fourth quarter on a final drive when he had that 22-yard scramble to set up the winning field goal. Then a lot of people haven't heard of Jaquan Jackson, one of the best running backs in the country, 117 yards last week against USC. But what blew my mind, what got me excited, I've been on the Travis Hunter bandwagon. That's the best two-way player in the country. And just before the show today, Mr. Vaki, I'm not going to butcher his first name, <laughs> but he put on the show against USC last week. Nine rushes, 68 yards, five receptions of 40, 149 yards, two touchdowns, 217 yards total offense. He might be the best two-way player in the country. Utah has a very excellent football team. This is going to be a very tough game for the Oregon Ducks. Two teams right now. If we start the college football playoffs with the 12-team format this year, both
1: of these teams will be in the formats. Yes, sir. And and I, I think that this is going to be a good matchup. Um, I mean, no one expected Utah to really even come close to winning last week against USC, but they did. Uh, you mentioned with a third string quarterback with a bunch of guys who if you're really not from the area, if you don't follow them, you might not have heard of before. But they're out there in the Pac-12 showing you that they have got some really talented players on both sides of the field. And as for Oregon, we know what they've been up to in recent memory, and that is just getting win after win and having tremendous seasons. So with that being said, Vincent, my final prediction in this one, I'm going to go with Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks getting a close win in this one. Give me Oregon 33 and give me Utah 28. Final score in this one. What's your final score, my friend?
0: I'm going to piggyback off what you just said. I'm taking Oregon in a close football game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm taking Oregon 35 utah 31 i want to give shout outs to Jamal hill the starting safety for the university of oregon i saw the young man playing high school in morrow georgia down in clayton county kudos to him kudos to coach weeks out there that's doing an outstanding job out there morrow high school these are two teams right now logan if we start the college playoff format these two teams with the 12 team format that's coming into play next season these two teams will be in the playoffs, and I wouldn't want to play either one of them.
1: Yes, sir. Well said. Well, we want to hear from you, our fans, in the comments section. Who is going to win this ball game in the Pac-12? Is it going to be Oregon? Is it going to be Utah? We want to know who is going to win this one. Also, your final score as well. Okay, check us out on Facebook and YouTube and let your comments be known there also check us out on our uh, podcast as well spotify apple podcast or wherever it is you enjoy listening to your shows you can find us there as well under the same banner 100 yards football sports talk radio well as always mr football fancy Turner, it's a pleasure talking sports with you my friend hey guys go out there enjoy some football we'll talk to you thank you for listening to believe